Hey there, listener. I know you're dying to get to today's juicy, juicy episode, but real quick, we wanted to tell you something special. If you hadn't heard, we are coming out with an actual play Dungeons and Dragons show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon. And if you listen to the end of today's episode, you can actually hear the first part of episode one. Now, if you want to make sure you don't miss the launch of this new show, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash guild and sign up to join our free community where we'll announce all of these things. But again, if you listen to today's episode all the way to the end, you'll hear a snippet from the first part of the first episode and tell us what you think. But uh, in the meantime, let's get back to today's show. Hello and welcome to How to Be a Better DM. This is Tanner Wayland, and together we're going to learn about how to prepare the best adventures environments for our players to enjoy. It's going to be a great time. Uh, today it's the, uh, I'm recording this the, the day after the 4th of July, which if you're in the US, uh, you know, that's that's a holiday that we kind of celebrate uh, the birth of our nation in many ways, but uh, it kind of got me thinking about politics in D&D. And that's our topic today. Uh, not necessarily uh, how politics among the players uh, can, you know, change the environment, because uh, that that would be a messy topic, and I don't intend to touch that with a forty-foot pole, you know. But rather, when, what about when your characters are involved in a political-themed uh, campaign? Now, what could this look like? It could be as simple as like, hey, you need to bring uh, Princess A over to country B so that she can uh, get married to Prince C, right? And that could be political where, oh, there's a bunch of uh, behind-the-scenes powers trying to sabotage your route there, right? But I think that it could even go further than that. Uh, A lot of times, you know, especially if you're doing more of a a frontier-style campaign where your, your players are based out of a town, you know, there's there's many pre-written, you know, one-shots or, or campaigns where, you know, there's there's a town with a mayor in it, and maybe your players are like, hey, that mayor sucks. I want to run for mayor. That is a wonderful opportunity to start a political campaign, uh, and I'm going to give you some uh, some thoughts to think about when you kind of approach this because it's a very different style of campaign, right? Whether you're running a full-blown election style, you know, uh, tete-a-tete with a political opposing faction, or uh, oftentimes you'll see this, uh, you'll see where the players are trying to get something and they kind of have to do the, uh, the walk and talk with a bunch of nobles in a, in a banquet or a ball, right? Um, all of these things can be political. Uh, they can kind of introduce a different element of play other than Hey, you're just uh, you're just trying to just straight up persuade or intimidate, or use your skills to magic or fight your way out of, you know, of of a bind, you know, because politics is a very different, uh, very different beast, and I think a lot of DMs, and I've certainly fallen prey to this. Uh, I will just go in being like, oh, I won't really uh, touch on the political uh, machinations that the players could indulge in. Uh, or I won't really encourage them to kind of get political 
or 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 suave or very like you know or to kind of play the game quote unquote uh, with these uh, noble or powerful uh, NPCs and I think that that's uh, missing because you know we always talk about you know when you're doing a one shot or a campaign to have a good balance of of combat of role playing of exploration and and that's all super important but I also think just saying role playing is one type of thing is uh, is keeping it too simple and a political scenario opens up a whole nother chapter uh, for your players to explore so let's say that you have this idea uh, for mine uh, for this kind of uh, episode the idea that we're going to go off of is that simple idea I had before you are in a town the mayor and his cronies are kind of corrupt and your party's like, you know what? Instead of just bu- busting in there and just killing them all, we're going to, uh, there's an election happening. Let's run against that, right? Um, now, in a situation like that, uh, you're going to want, and this is my first tip, you're going to want a session zero. Now, I'm saying you want a session zero even if this is happening within a longer running campaign. Why? Because, frankly, you have to prep your characters, right? Uh, think about it in the way that an actual political campaign uh, or a political arc would happen. You know, you don't just jump in. You have to prepare and you have to be aware of the rules and kind of the framework. And that's true also for your party, right? Uh, if you're going to get into that, you want to first be sure that your players are down for that kind of adventure. Because I know some players, you know, that I play with right now who are so they would love this. They would eat it up and I intend to use it in the near future. You know, some of them would be like, oh my goodness, I can, I can plan a uh, campaign rally. I can plan how to sabotage the other, uh, you know, the other noble who's running against me at the ball by, you know, outdancing them or, you know, having some witty uh, back and forth between them. That sounds like a great time. I, I have players like that. There's going to be other players who are like, can I just like fight? And, (laughs) you know, it's not going to be for everyone. Now, you can help some of those players who are kind of on the fence and be like, you know what? I'm going to make it so fun. I'm going to make it easy. Uh, Not too easy, but, you know, I'm going to set you up for success and for a good time. And you can show that in how well you prep them and are accepting to their ideas during this uh, session zero. Uh, for this new political arc, right? And so during that uh, session zero, you're going to want to set expectations, right? Like, hey, uh, this, like, what's the size of this, right? Like, are, how long do you want this to go on? Like this arc, how many sessions? Okay, that kind of need will constrain what you can do. Because if you're like, hey, we're going to run a full-blown campaign uh, or against the political person in power, um, or, you know, in support of someone else, if you plan on doing that, you have to realize that that takes time and you want the players to be on board for however long that could take. Uh, second, you're going to want to let them know, you know, Hey, what's, what is, what are the stakes here and who are they facing and what kind of support would they need to get? Right. Cause one of the best things about a political campaign is that you can, you can really play up uh, supporters 
and you know benefactors kind of like crowdfunding or <laughs> for a campaign um you need to kind of give the players essentially the people to know right you want to be like hey this is so and so uh and he owns the local salt uh you know uh mine <laughs> i'm realizing salt probably doesn't come out of mines mostly it comes out of uh lakes and <laughs> and uh riverbeds and such but regardless you want to just you want to give them the political players and, and my warning would be make sure that you have um for this you have a lot of neutral uh powers so that your uh your npcs feel like they can reach out and it's in uh, like they're not necessarily a known factor like the and your pcs know why that npc is worth contacting you know it's like oh he owns this and this and he runs uh, runs every uh, inn or tavern, you know, for miles around. It, if you can kind of give them that info, but not let them know where they sit in regard to the uh, their willingness to support your players, then you kind of you give them a lot of uh, places or avenues to explore. Uh, second, you want to let your players know, especially if this is a new arc. Or a new campaign where you're letting your players create completely new, sorry, your players create completely new characters, you're going to want to let them know which kind of skills uh, they could want. And maybe even have them kind of divvy up the jobs based on, uh, based on, you know, what would you need in politics, right? Not everyone is going to need to be a master of uh, persuasion, <laughs> uh, frankly. And that would make for kind of a... Uh, a, a little bit of a lackluster party build um, or composition. Uh, you know, some people are going to be the bruisers who are protecting everyone. Some people are going to be the uh, the muscle that's going out and uh, uh, like causing chaos at the opponent's rally or at the opponent's uh, factories or whatever, right? You're going to want to have a multifaceted view of this and be like, hey, you guys need to figure out what you want to do, but you don't all need to be the same. Um, and finally, uh, kind of going along with just keeping the players informed, I would really recommend having, <laughs> you don't, you shouldn't label the NPC this, or rather you don't need to, but have a, a campaign manager, quote unquote, uh, who he's an NPC that knows a lot of stuff that as the players bounce ideas off, they, you know, it can essentially be your stand in so that the so it doesn't break immersion, right? And so that the that there's a source of knowledge that you can always turn to if the players just are missing a key piece of info that would help them get kind of on track. Um, now, in terms of once you've kind of set the expectations, found out what they hope for, uh, what you're going to want to do is when you're creating the uh, the campaign itself, you want to kind of think in terms of call and response. Uh, you know, like you'll have that in certain, you know, songs and stuff. Think about that in terms of uh, player action. So the call would be like, hey, one party acts. And the response is how they respond uh, like to that. That's a lot of what politics is, right? It's one person having like a campaign slogan that the other person reacts to. Or one person's like, hey, I'm doing this charity thing and everybody's into it. And then someone else either sabotages that or they have their own charity thing 
that they try and be like, hey, look at that person looking at caring about the homeless when they should be caring about, you know, this other big deal, right? It's kind of like that call and response. And and throughout that, try and create situations where the, the players and, well, the characters have to have public decorum, right? Where, like, if they're doing anything, they've got to do it on the sly so that no one knows that, you know, there's actual, like, violence and illegality happening behind the scene. Uh, but you're going to want to make a lot of stages for this to happen pu- publicly, right? Uh, and, you know, a classic one that I love is, you know, the local ball because i think that i think that uh dms have a hard time approaching this specifically because npcs are hard enough right when you're having to control like <laughs> when you're having to voice two different npcs and keep them straight within like a even just like one session sometimes you're like oof i was hoping that we didn't have uh too much talking going on but a ball that's like oh my goodness uh, a ball or a banquet or kind of a fancier setting, that kind of stuff, <laughs> it, it gets a lot, it's, it becomes a lot for the DM to handle and to keep straight all of the different uh, parties and players, right? Now you can. And, and I would argue that if you've done the session zero, you don't need to, you know, come up with every single, like uh, with a billion new, uh, NPCs or nobility uh, for the players to talk with. Rather, you just need to make a space where everybody that was on that list of like six nobles who are kind of neutral and you need to get to your side or at least not, you know, just PO them too much, right? Just have them all be in one place, be in that ball and have it kind of be, and this is something that I think would be very fun uh, for you is kind of treat persuasion as a track, right? Uh, whether it's like, hey, you're helping out the nobility uh, in different ways, right? You went and you helped muck out their stables, uh, which, you know, that's that's a, that's a skill check just to see how well you did that. And then, okay, their positivity went up one or down one. Uh, and also, like, if they're at the ball, you know, they can kind of negotiate these different things that they need to do for the nobility. They can also have these conversations that themselves can move them up and down the track uh, or if you have a different if you have a shorter political campaign then you know it could be fun to also be like hey if you if you uh screwed up your relationship with uh with count uh hegemon over there then then you know that's that's a burnt bridge and that's fun in its own right right because count hegemon he goes over to the opponent and suddenly later on when you're trying to do a big uh a big endeavor you know you're sneaking around trying to get something done or you're trying to you know support a different no- noble then then suddenly that count hegemon's goons come out and you're like what the heck what are they doing helping the bad guy and, and that kind of becomes a fun thing you know we've talked about embracing failure as something that makes the campaign more interesting versus just a straight up wall that your players can't cross. Think about uh, political campaigns and influencing influential NPCs in a similar way, uh, where you know if something doesn't work out, have it become like kind of add 
a bit of a, a a nasty flavor to the campaign or or a stumbling block that makes it more interesting but still pushes the story forward um and finally uh one thing that i think is very important is whenever you're doing uh, any kind of D&D campaign it, have you noticed how players can get off track very easily <laughs> they can see an npc who you know you just tried to add a little bit of flavor to and be like oh they're having a hard time and suddenly you have to come up with a whole backstory and a whole you know side quest about that npc because one of your players was a little bit uh, too too much of a goody two shoes right uh, it's it's same for for this political campaign idea if you're going to do it have your players create concise goals and objectives be like okay what do you want to do and what steps do you need to find out and you can use that quote unquote campaign manager npc to influence that and keep it within bounds and also make it uh, fun and unique kind of settings right you could be like hey what do you want to do oh you want to protect the town uh, who is currently overrun by by a bunch of gangs who just have kind of taken over uh, or rather corrupted uh, the officials and the town's just in a bad way because the gangs have a lot of power. You know, okay, so what's your objective? To clean up the city, you know, to remove the corruption. Okay, in order to do that, what do you need to do? Uh, first off, you need to get, get a new leader in place and and you wouldn't necessarily give all these suggestions, right? You try and get the players to come up with goals and objectives on their own because that always is more motivating but they could be like oh we want to uh get a different leader which could be one of them uh we want to uh, take out the bosses of the major like two gangs and we want to uh we want to rally the people together or something right so long as they have those different uh like the main the main objective and then the sub objectives then you know then you're cooking with grease right then you can get going with uh, creating different uh, sessions that will answer those different things and then you can like weave in different political trip ups or opportunities such as you know persuasion checks intimidation them having to go support uh, a, a local supporter um, who is having a hard time Whatever it is, if they have a main objective, then you can get it done in a timely manner. It won't get too crazy, and the players can enjoy a really fun offshoot of a political campaign without it becoming just, you know, too long and drawn out, and no one likes that. So uh, what I'd really recommend is kind of like homework for you. Uh, if your players end up in a city sometime soon, uh, just think about, you know, how you can go about making making the role playing more than just uh, simple role playing. Think about how to make it uh, into an opportunity for a whole new avenue. Right? It could be as a business owner, which I think will be a separate discussion. But uh, if you're going to be on theme with this episode, try making a political campaign arc. I think that you and your players would have a lot of fun. Uh, of course, talk with them. Bounce ideas off of each other to what would sound fun to them, and then create it. And I think it'd be really cool. Um, and as a final tip here, uh, make sure that even though you know I'm talking a lot about 
a D&D campaign that's like political and it's like, oh, you're trying to get a new leader or sway the vote or something. That's all super normal stuff that can be stressful is probably how I would put it. You know, it's it's very stressful thinking about the normal world and politics is not a simple subject nowadays. I think that's not a surprise. Uh, so throughout this, I'd really recommend that you that you don't just make it a normal political situation. Add some fantasy to it, right? Remember that they're playing D&D for a reason. Uh, if it is a political campaign, don't just make it a gang, right? Make it a gang that's uh, that has a magical spell that they're brewing that would enslave the town, right? Or make it a gang that, you know, they go into somewhere and then they disappear as if, you know, as if they have some kind of magic and your players go in and, you know, the local people don't know magic, but you have a wizard uh, or a druid or whatever, you know, just infuse magic into the situation, right? That way you can have so much going on, right? It could be, there's just so many opportunities to make a normal uh, situation like a political campaign into something just magical and yet different from what they normally get during a D&D campaign. Uh, so go out, make the best of your campaign by adding some new political flavor to it. And until next time, let's roll initiative. Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, we really appreciate your support and your patronage. We have a few more announcements to go over. Uh, first, thanks for listening to today's show. You obviously liked it because you listened this far. So, as a treat, we want to give you a taste of what's coming. Listen up. Well, folks, we are living in the world of Calignos. Um, world of fantasy, magic, adventure, death, life, gods, the lack thereof, murder, love, mystery, no love. Gosh, zero love. But most of all... Love. <laughs> Alright, there's some love, but we won't be doing any of that because I don't like it. Because we're all men here. We're yes. all men yeah. I mean, hey, well, actually, no, we'll see. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to bring the love. Thank Tanner. You. Tanner will bring the love. <laughs> I feel that. Come with us. Um, we find ourselves in hell. The Nine Hells, to be exact. Each layer of the Hells grows more violent and evil in its nature. We pass beyond Avernus, the first Hell, a rocky and desolate landscape being constantly ruptured and broken by meteors falling from above and volcanic eruptions from below. A legion of fiends marching towards some unknown destination, branded and prepared for war. A frighteningly gorgeous woman in dark robes at their head. Falling through an opalescent pool, tumbling through the heats of hell, we find the Iron City of Dis, the second level of hell. The walls, buildings, and streets all glow with a dull red of hot metal. A monstrous tower pierces the sky and overlooks the Iron City the throne of Dispater. 
peering at its subjects. A waterfall of molten lava flows out of a wall covering an entrance to the underground prison network where prisoners of war, criminals, and kidnappers are kept and reformed. Mentiri, the prison of Dis. Now, our intent is to find heroes of the light, heroes of righteous demeanor, heroes that can bring the world from darkness and save the innocent. Let's go see if we can find them in Mentiri. We find ourselves deep in a portion of Mentiri called The Purge, an unsettlingly clean and put together section of the prison dedicated to the torture, reformation, and punishment of prisoners. An Aaron Yace, clad in blood red plate armor, drags a jet black dagger down the bare chest of a human man strapped to an iron table. Damn. He's dashing, rippling with muscles. White blonde hair, disheveled. It's long, about shoulder length. He's, he's a good looking dude, right? So there is some love okay. here in Calignar. Right. <laughs> we're feeling it. All right, good. That's all his, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he clenches his teeth in pain as the dagger is just casually dragged down his belly as blood starts to come out. Um, he fixes his gaze on this devil woman and says, I will ever serve the light. May the gods curse you. And he spits. She sighs, breathes in deeply, puts away the dagger and summons a giant greatsword from out of the nothingness. Uh, before the man has time to finish the gulp, as he sees this giant blade, uh, his head is lopped off. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> there goes the hero of light. Not so handsome anymore. Um, let's see if we can find anybody else. What do you say? That's right. We're coming out with an actual play D&D podcast called Pact and Boon. And we are so excited to share this with you. Just so you know, our characters start out in the Nine Hells. And if that doesn't sound fun enough for you, let me just say that Tanner will be sporting a German accent. And it is quite delightful. So if you want to be notified for when this show comes out within the next few months, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact. N Boon. That's P A C T N B O O N. Put in your name and email, and we'll let you know as soon as Packed and Boon is released. Tired of being alone? Are you tired of not having any of your players understand you? Are you tired of never truly belonging? Well, you're in luck. All you need to do is join the Guild. The Guild is a unique and exclusive experience that is only open to Dungeon Masters. It is a full community focused on helping ease your DMing burdens. Want to meet other DMs? Join the Guild. Want to discuss your homebrew ideas with people who would appreciate it instead of just telling your cat? Join the Guild. Want to find a place where all your wildest dreams will come true? Join the Guild. Go to monsters.rent guild and sign up today for free. Wait, that can't be right. Chuck, Chuck, can you check this again? Is this supposed to be... What? Oh, it's... They're serious? 
It's free? Oh, okay. All right. Yes, go to monsters.rent slash subscribe slash guild and sign up today for free, even though they are crazy for giving this away for free. Common side effects may include burping, sneezing, laughing, breathing, hearing, listening, tasting, farting, critting, sarcasm, puns, and in extreme cases, explosive diarrhea. That's all the announcements we have today. Again, thank you so much for everything you do for us. You make this show possible. Like we said before, we'll be back next week with another great episode. And until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. <laughs>